Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show. Radio is episode 632 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. This is the episode for Game of the Year. We catch up on some of the news, uh, tying up loose ends, and also talk about Game of the Year. And Daniela, how are you? What's going on? Um, like I was saying before, it's a, it's a little bit chilly by Hawaii standard of chilly. Um, it's 66 degrees, so here I am all bundled up. I'm not, not as cold. My son is right now. He's in like, he's in NorCal right now and he's experiencing like 20 degree weather. I tried to pack him for as well as he possibly could. He's, um, he's there for the Sonoma, uh, winter jam, which is a car drift event that happens up there. So, so he's enjoying life, but why we don't, we don't have winter clothes <laughs> and uh, we have a very nice, chill 66 degrees i know for a lot of people that's like that's pretty warm perfect that's weather warm. yeah <laughs> um for us it's a little bit chilly it's, it's not bad so it's not like i'm like sitting here shivering turning blue or anything like that it's like a nice comfortable chilly but inside my house um it actually holds that cold really really well so i have like tile in my house i have like hollow tile walls so really it's actually more like high fifties in my apartment. <laughs> so I got socks on. I got my little coat on, but other than that, it's, it's, it's nice. You got that, that winter feeling. It's as close to winter as I can possibly get here in Hawaii. But you know, Christmas is right around the corner. I'm excited about that. We got Absolutely. the Christmas vibes going on in the house. Um, probably got some Christmas wrapping I got to do today. I, Oh man, like time just completely slipped by with me. And I thought I had so much time to wrap presents and mail them out. No, no, Christmas is next weekend. So for my family that listens, um, <laughs> your Christmas presents are going to be late. So sorry. <laughs> Have you been? What's I'm good. Uh, how I'm, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to to talk about, you know, game of the year and tying up loose ends uh, for for this year, for this episode. And I'm just I'm just excited to have another conversation. And and yeah, I'm I'm feeling really good today. Uh, and uh, this week has gone by really, really fast. But I'm excited to talk about some of the things that we have, uh, if not all the things that we have here for for this episode 632. So what's what's going on? What's up? Ah, I I don't know. It's so many good things. I'm I'm just kind of in cruise mode. I feel like December shouldn't even be like anything. If you work a nine to five, I feel like we shouldn't be allowed to do anything. Hmm. But that's besides the point. I've um, let's see. Do we want to talk about the summary of our year or my game? I don't know. All right. So 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 since we're on the whole chill vibe things, I'm gonna yeah, go. Yeah, chill vibes. We're going to go with a game review to start off the show for today. Um, so I was really, really lucky from Tiny Build to uh, get uh, a review key for a, a game that I love. You guys all know that I love indie games. So it is Potion Craft Alchemist Simulator. Uh, it officially, it was officially, if you've played it, um, it's been in early access on Steam since last year and officially as of the December 13th, um, it is officially out 
complete uh, version 1.0 of Potion Craft. So I, I, I quickly jumped on that because I have some time um, to just kind of relax. And this has been the perfect game for that. Uh, I've been really super enjoying it. If you really want to just have a game that's kind of kicked back, pretty relaxing, this is the one for it. So, uh, Potion Craft. It can, it is developed by Nice Play, published by Tiny Builds. And you can get it. It's on PC. It's on Xbox Game Pass day one right there. Um, if not, it's currently on sale on Steam for like $11.99. So basically what it is, is exactly as the title says, an alchemist simulator. Uh, you're playing as this alchemist in your own little medieval potion shop and you get to pick these different herbs and create your own potions to help the villagers and their different needs. Um, and the story is really is really kind of it's it's not like a full in-depth story there. They have like little dialogue, but don't really expect some massive immersive story about it. Um, and that thing is, since I just kind of want to chill and relax, that is perfect for me. It is perfect for me to have like an hour or two hours to just decompress for the rest of my day because the game itself is, is pretty simple, but it's enough that it keeps you occupied. Um, there's a lot of like the kind of, puzzle elements to it that I'm still like initially I was like so confused of and I've probably missed you so many different herbs trying to figure out what it was like trying to tell me to do which is it starts off it gives you a very clear tutorial but you have this potion making map that as you brew more potions it expands more about where the direction you're going you can have failed potions but every little herb um, gives you a certain pattern that it can do so you can pick up um, different little uh, booklets and you can brew better or stronger potions I was just bouncing all over the place which is okay I didn't mind it at all um, but it does have that puzzle element to it that isn't really overwhelming it is very it's very relaxing and it does it's it takes some thinking but it doesn't frustrate you uh the visually it's very nice it's very it's it's very beautiful very simple at the same time but it's 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 again it falls into that whole relaxing thing it's not a lot of like colors and lights and flashing coming at you it has a very neutral tone to it that it's not going to be straining your eyes you can fall into the music and relax but not to the point where it's going to lull you to sleep whatsoever a lot of the interactions that you come across with a different um the different townspeople or the salesmen that come by to sell you either more um more mushrooms or alchemy tools. Uh, they're, they look different, but there's, it kind of has a slight repetition to it. But at the same time, I'm not tired of it yet. I, I think I personally have about um, maybe 10 hours. I don't have steam up to like go and look at that. But I haven't gotten, you know, sick of it. And I was like kind of looking and, um, about generally how long it takes to beat the game and it's like four to five hours if you want to get all of the all of the achievements and I'm like I don't even think I have like three of the achievements I don't know what I'm doing wrong but I'm not bothered by that whatsoever if you are an achievement hunter 
Um, that's what I've been looking up. It takes about four to five hours to get all those achievements if you want some quick, easy ones. But me, I'm enjoying the pace of it. I'm enjoying my kickback, relaxed time of just this game. Um, it's a very sandboxy style of alchemy map system to it that it gives, I don't know, it's like it gives a feeling and sense of accomplishment to it without having to do too much. So it kind of makes me feel better about myself. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've been playing for at least this holiday season for Christmas until the new year. I know that does not sound like a Christmas game to anybody, but after a long year and so many changes in my life, this is like what I want to bring up. This is what I want to enjoy. This is how I want to spend my time. So if this sounds like something that would be up your alley, definitely give Potion Craft Alchemist Simulator a try. It's available on... um PC, which is Steam, GOG, uh, and of course, Xbox. And it's out there right now and on sale on Steam for eleven ninety nine. Thank it, you, Tiny love Build. Love it. Thank you. Thank you, Dan- Daniela. I can't even speak today. My words are just like blurring together. Even when we started, even before we started, like I can't speak today. But uh, 632, uh, here we are. Thank you for, for that review. I really do appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so summary, uh, 2022, one word, uh, you first, Daniela. Um, you know, I put that on top of her doc and I've been trying to think about that. If I could summarize 2022 for myself and everything that I experienced, gone through, did, I guess it would be rebirth i like it i like it okay what about you wanna you want to expound on that or oh i can i totally can so yeah, sure. give us a little bit give us some so i i think i've mentioned just in our past end of the year shows that i try to look back and reflect on the year and see i can make it better or change or grow what i've learned and this year has like the way that i started off this year was really really depressed and i think the last i I i've been pretty open about that um the last several years i've been pretty depressed pretty struggling through a lot of things working through like a lot of things and you know this year compared to the last two or three years hasn't wasn't really different like i was just struggling through so much and feeling so lost trying to find my voice trying to find myself trying to trying to do a lot of things and trying to really see what was what was getting at me. And, you know, uh, at the beginning of the year, I was very determined that I did not want to end my year that same way. I didn't want to continue this, this cycle of just loop of feeling the same exact way, um, which which led to a lot of me having to drop some certain things for the time being, which is very temporary, which this year I've been on social media a bit less than normal. Um, actually, quite a bit less. Um, obviously, I haven't returned back to streaming. That is still a goal. Um, and it is also learning to just see past... the guilt of letting people go 
Like, even though there are some certain qualities of having certain people in your life, they don't always necessarily outweigh the bad that is also brought into my life. And I I had this mindset like, oh, you got to take the bad with the good and the good with the bad and have a balance. I just I got to the point where I don't think I have to take any bad if I don't want to. Because that was just more damaging than anything. Um, and just just letting that go and knowing that somehow, some way, the universe will provide the good that I need um, if I just let go of anything negative in my life, anything toxic in my life. And it was it was hard to do that because there's certain people in my life that I've known for a while. Um, obviously, some people I was in a relationship with for a while. Um, but that brought so much clarity to me that in, in that process of letting go, I've also found bits and pieces of myself, not necessarily new parts of myself, but the parts that I loved about myself before this whole stage and to, to be able to find that and embrace it and to love it again has been like, kind of like this whole incredible rebirth an excitement that I have plans of doing everything and trying to get, you know, certain parts of my life. Okay, we're going to get this situated, get this settled. So it's not so much like a huge issue. And that's more of um, what I'm referring to that is just finding a balance. It's a balance of having family life, a personal life, your work life, your content creator life, and, you know, your, your relationships that you have, which I have a new relationship that, you know, He's very understanding that I have a lot of stuff that goes on in my life. He has a lot of stuff that goes in life, but to prioritize, even if there's like a little bit of time to reconnect and just, just talk, just to see how, you know, we're all doing and how we can assist each other, but without necessarily taking away from our ultimate goals that we want to do. Um, so that's always nice. And I'm glad that I'm ending my year on a positive note, um, a really positive note that I can honestly say without having to force a smile <laughs> and force the joy out of it. Um, but I can honestly, from the bottom of my heart, really, truly mean in every ounce and every essence. I love it. I love it. No, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, I've I've watched, uh, you know, a good portion of of that. Right. And, you know, we talk whenever we need to talk about different things. And I'm glad that, you know, things are are looking, you know, way better um, for you. Um, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for, you know, the next, you know, few years out because we're always, you know, thinking about things that we're that we're considering ahead. But um, I'm very excited for you for sure. Um, I think for me, this, this, the last couple of years have been interesting. It's been, it's been interesting and I'm still trying to understand, you know, what is happening and, and my life and in my family's life. Um, there are a lot of words that I was considering, but I think that the one I've landed, uh, is hope, right? Um, I, in spite of all the things that's been happening from, 2020 into even this year, you know, by way of obstacles and things of that nature, I'm still hopeful that there is good on the other side. So, so my word is hope. And uh, I am 
really trying to hold on to that, you know, even though some things don't seem like they're going to pan out the way I would love for it to for me and my family. But um, hope is the word that I'm going to hang on to. Right. So so I'm excited that, you know, in the midst of all the chaos that happens, uh, I still can, you know, record and and still have conversations. I still believe that this is probably one of my most creative years in terms of um, from a production side, I would say. I think that I'm taking a little bit more risk on being out there more and amplifying my past um, either content and really bringing those things to the forefront again, because I do believe that there's a lot of things that get lost in the long form um, side of things. And I'm really going back and in my catalog to bring some of those pieces back and make them short form so they can be consumed to be like, Oh, so this is the person that did this, or this is the conversation that happened between. And, and I want those things to be on the forefront because um, I do believe that we individually and collectively have a lot to offer. And I think some, sometimes though, those things don't get highlighted like they should. Right. And uh, so, so I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful with, um, you know, personal, um, um, aspirations. I'm hopeful. F- I'm hopeful for professional aspirations, and and that's that's the word for me this year. Okay. So here, here's a little bonus question here, because I I believe in manifestation and putting out positive into the world, and hopefully it comes back. If you had to give next year one word that you hope it will end up being, what would it be? One word for next year. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, wow. Um, I don't know. One word for next year. Um, uh, peace of mind. That's not one word, but I'll say peace, right? Because I want to be at peace with a lot of things that happened this year, um, and heading into next year. So I think I think peace. You know, um, we could throw a couple of words in there. I mean, we can go down the list. You know, money, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> opportunities right so I, I think that there's so many words but um but yeah uh we we can go with if we had to pick one one of those words we could pick one or all of them <laughs> <laughs> but it's always it's always good it's always good yeah um mine i think would be faith and not necessarily directly tied to um religious faith but just the risk of blind faith that going into something and only good can come from it and just just going into the fire and just knowing that on the other end it's going to be all good <laughs> absolutely absolutely so i think if i have to and i have to like manifest what i want next year to be is just faith just go do and just if i feel like as long as you are doing your best and putting your all into something even if it is scary even if it frightens you no matter what it is if you just give it your all it'll be okay yeah um, i i do agree with that i'll I really want to be committed to the process also. Right. So I know that, you know, we will re- record regularly. We, we have conversations regularly about different things. I want to be committed to the process of the 
production of putting stuff out, right? And there, there are things where I'm like, okay, should I put this out? Should I not? And then you waste time just talking yourself out of it versus just creating it and let the world decide, you know, if it was a good piece of content or not. And I think that, you know, sometimes I do feel like I hold myself back in those moments, right? Where, hey, just create it and then just let it go, right? Just publish it and then just go from there and then just work on the next thing. I think that sometimes, you know, well, too many times I have focused on, on the thinking overly thinking of putting something out when I could have just put it out and, and see how uh, people respond to it. Because at the end of the day, we don't know. We don't know how people are going to respond to anything that we put out by way of content. And I think that I want to be in a place where um, I just want to put pieces out, not put pieces out without it having any kind of value, but just putting it out without overthinking, you know, what the value is or how people are going to respond to it and what the comments are going to be, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I, I want to be in a better place uh, in that by way of execution. Feel those things you have to remind yourself if you are happy with the end product that you just made, feel good about that. That is, that in, in simple terms should be way more than enough if you are happy with it, because the people that you want in your circle, the people that you want to attract with that, they're they're going to enjoy it just it'll take them a little bit to find it yeah for sure. you're happy with it go you know that's right again faith just have faith. just hit that publish button that's right <laughs> just upload hit, button whatever it may be <laughs> just hit that button <laughs> just hit the button and then go from there and yeah, then so- in a year when you go back and you see all the content that you made one, you're going to have a ton of content that's available to everybody. Two, you're going to cringe, but you're at your very first one that you made. But you also see that continual progress of how you improved each and every single time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So who knows? There might be a new podcast out. I don't know. You know, we, we love talking on microphone. So who knows? There might be a new podcast out. We'll We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, so I I noticed this thing that you put on on the docket and I was like, what is going on? Because I saw a tweet earlier where people were saying some stuff about um, changes coming up. And then I see that you posted this here. Twitter's new policy, social platforms, policy and tweet. What happened? What happened? So I I find it interesting because I'm like, you know, you brought this up. They had the whole soccer world global thing going on, which I, I didn't. I don't really pay attention to. I'm not a huge sports person, Um, but I love how Twitter tried to sneak in this little update post in the middle of that where everybody's focusing on it. Everybody is like tweeting about these things. But basically, they come up with this whole new policy for promotion of alternative social platforms where basically... You're a content creator. You use Twitter not only to engage with your audience, but to also talk about all the other platforms or all the other things that you are doing. Twitter for a lot of people is still that main platform that you reach out, you talk to people, you promote stuff, you engage. But it's also that one source to be able to talk about your Facebook, your Instagram, um, 
You use uh, the link in your profile to go to your LinkedIn or your beacons or whatever it is that posts and share with where all your content is going to be. Because it, it takes a lot to be able to just tweet it and then pin it. Whereas if it's in your profile, you have all the links to, you know, your Twitch, uh, your Facebook lives, all of these stuff or whatever products that you're, you know, trying to put out for your other, you know, streams of income on through Amazon or whatever it may be. So basically, Twitter is saying, no, you do that. We will ban you. We will will suspend your account. We do not want this. So they're prohibited. Oh, my goodness. So they answer questions, reading this from their help center directly from Twitter.com. What is the violation of this policy? At both the tweet level and the account level, we remove any free promotion of prohibited third party social media platforms, such as linking out, i.e. using our URLs to any of the below platforms on Twitter or providing your handle without a URL. Prohibited platforms are Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, True Social, Tribal Post, and Noster. I don't know what that last one is. And, and using third-party social media link aggregators such as Linktree and Linkbio. And examples of what is a suspendable or bannable offense is if you tweet out, follow me at username on Instagram or username at mastodon.social or check out my profile on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash your username. And accounts that are used for the main purpose of promoting content on another social platform may be suspended. Additionally, any attempts to bypass restrictions on external links to the above prohibited social media platforms through technical or non-technical means is a violation of this policy. This includes, but is not limited to, spelling out dot for social media platforms that use dot in the names to avoid URL creation or sharing screenshots of your handle on a prohibited social media platform. Like, you got to be kidding me. It's what What happened? What is this Musk Twitter era where he buys it because he wants people to have free speech. He wants people to be able to do whatever it is that they want without any regulations, without any handcuffs. But then this is put into place. Yeah, it's it's changing. It's changing a lot in real time, you know, and I'm I'm not I'm not surprised. Right. Because. So. I'm I'm trying to see like the best way to go about as I'm thinking about it. When you look at YouTube, for example, right? YouTube prides itself, if you want to say that, on making sure that people stay on the platform. Yeah. Okay. And I think that all the other platforms want to make sure that whoever is the user base is on there, is they stay on there for as long as possible. And these changes to me um, is very similar to the things that we've seen with, you know, YouTube. Like if you link out of YouTube, like I don't even post, I have a new video on, on YouTube anymore. I just leave it on YouTube. It always seems to perform better because if it performs really, really good, it's going to end up on Google's front page or whatever anyway, right? So it's going to be external from the platform. So 
I, I don't necessarily disagree with the the linking out stuff because we've already been conditioned from other platforms to not do that because they're not going to be promoted as much, right? So I'm not surprised by that, if that makes sense. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, but on YouTube, okay, because I'm not I'm not really privy to all of YouTube's um, TOSs here and their policies. But if you do link out, you do are you out. suspended? I'm not. No. All right. Are, no. Do you get banned? Mm-mm. See, that's the difference there. It's one thing when it's part of their whole saying, okay, you're the algorithm. If you go out, kind of works against you. Okay, there's a balance, but they're not telling you if you do this, we will suspend your account. We will ban your account. And here's the part that I really drives me and say that sounds so incredibly greedy. So in the short, brief one that they posted on Twitter, it says that they will not allow free promotions. Right. But over here, what is the not a violation of this policy? They'll explain that, you know, if there's other the other platforms, they, they do realize that those other platforms like TikTok or Instagram uh, gives an option. You can share it to Twitter. They will allow cross posting right. from those other socials. But it also ends with additionally, we allow paid advertisement and promotion for any of the prohibited social media platforms. Yeah. So we won't allow you to do it. We'll ban you unless you pay for it. You pay us so you can yeah. do those things. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, which is why, like, even even in the midst of like the last couple of months, I I do realize that my focus started changing, you know, to do a little bit more on IG, trying to learn that and doing more stuff on shorts for YouTube. And and I think that you have to you're you're building on rented, you know, property, as they say, or rented land, whatever the saying is. Right. So you have to abide by the rules. And even with people building stuff on YouTube, you abide by the rules there as well. So, so I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And, and a lot of Elon stuff, when it comes to these things, we've had preview of how people are going to feel about it prior to him actually buying, buying Twitter. Right. So I'm not surprised with, with the things that are happening. It just tells me I should be very mindful of what I do post there. And then, you know, use the platforms that I really want to build on, you know, for sure. Because Twitter is definitely, you're grabbing uh, some attention from there and then moving in other places, whether you're doing Twitter spaces or or what have you. But it's not like a long-term platform for me. Um, And I don't think it ever has been really. So I'm not surprised by this. I think I don't know about surprise under under this Musk era of Twitter. Yeah, there's disappointment. But I've I've also I realized this um, as of last month, been on Twitter for 14 years. <laughs> That's a really long time. It's and do I always time. use it necessarily for content creation? No, sometimes I just use it just whatever, just networking with people and talking with people. But for like, yeah, going back to what you're saying that, you know, use Twitter to pull people, you can't necessarily pull people anymore if you can't really tell them about the other stuff that you're on. Right. It's like, okay, well, I will make a YouTube video, copy that link and I won't say follow me, but you know what? In the video, I'm going to make sure you said that. 
Right. <laughs> post that right there because it's not indir- it's not directly telling you to follow me on this other platform. But again, at the same time, YouTube isn't one of those prohibited ones, um, which I don't know. I want somebody in law to explain this to me. How does like does any of this go against something about the anti competition laws? Mm. Like I feel like you're just saying no, you're gonna use us, you can't you can't use any like you can't even talk about these other people. Right, right. Right. I mean we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure things will be popping up within the next, you know, week or so on the individuals who are following this even, you know, more closely. But it's I just want to create, right? And the best place for me to create right now without much restrictions, in my opinion, would be your YouTube. It's YouTube is making so many changes right now by way of um, monetization, you know, for the better. They have the go live together feature which can be used by individuals who have met, you know, the criteria for that is very similar to the, like a vertical Instagram going live. Essentially you give a link out, you know, very similar to what we did here, give a link out, the person comes in and now they're part of the conversation. It's a vertical, you know, conversation that's recorded live on a YouTube platform. So you have stuff like that. You have the shorts, you have the long form, which has been around for a long time. And now they added the stores by way of whether you use like the, the Teespring or whatever, you can, you know, connect your store directly to a separate tab, you know, for your YouTube channel. You now you have the handles that are, you know, like standard now on, on YouTube. Um, I don't work for YouTube. I'm just telling you what I've experienced on the platform. So it's not affiliated or <laughs> like in any way, shape or form, but, um, they are doing some good things, right? They are doing some good things. And I heard, um, a recent interview with, um, I believe his name is, uh, Shetty, I believe. Um, he's like, a, um, he's a big content creator on the platform and he does a lot of in-depth interviews, uh, mindfulness and, and things of that nature. And he recently interviewed, uh, the CEO of YouTube and that was a great conversation. So definitely check that out if you haven't. Jay Shetty, I believe his name is. Okay. Well, I guess that gives, I mean, if they don't want us talking about the other platforms, you're giving people good reason to go check out other platforms. Yeah, for for sure. (laughs) Because if there's one thing, it's one thing humans don't like is being told what they cannot do. Yeah, it is Jay Shetty. I just want to make sure Um, he did an interview with um, Susan. I'll say W because I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Uh, that was a dope conversation. He has a lot of dope interviews on this platform too. So definitely check that out. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. What's up? What, what we got? What, what we got what, next? Well, what okay. We what we got next is something that hopefully brings people together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Go for it. So Sony is making a Horizon multiplayer game, which everybody loves Horizon, loves the direction they're going to, super excited for it. So for them to be coming out with a multiplayer game, um, let's see. I don't want to be immediately excited about it. Why not? Just be excited well, about okay, it. I can be excited about it. Yeah, I can be. Yeah. But I'm trying I'm trying to think like cuz it was it's 
mainly built to be a solo player experience. Okay. So how do you still get that that excitement that drive everything in a multiplayer? Okay. And I, I guess I, I guess my my slight hesitation there would come into having that translate well from a single player, something that was built for a single player experience to a multiplayer experience without taking away the core elements that made Horizon Horizon and the reason why people fell in love with it. Okay. Okay. It's all it's always a hard thing because it's it's is it still a game? Is it still gonna have all of those elements that people loved? Yes. But you know, there's certain expectations that people are gonna have that people enjoyed even by playing by themselves and having that solo player experience that is not always gonna be this direct, easy transition into. So that makes what makes me a little bit nervous. I'm stoked for it. But I obviously, you know, this is really still the early stages. We don't know what it's going to be entailing and what it, what type of full uh, immersive multiplayer experience this is going to be. So. Yeah. I can't just jump on and be excited immediately. Too many games have sure. like let me down too much. Sure you can. Sure you can. I, I think it's dope. New characters, uh, new, unique, stylized look, according to the article. Uh, I think it's a good thing. You know, I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm trying to be less critical uh, at the very top of, you know, certain news postings. Right. So so even when we look at my game of the year, which we'll talk about later, you know, that that could be something that is um, over criticized because of the history of the company, as well as the games that they've put out. Right. So I think that this is dope. We'll be paying attention to what they're going to do in the near future. I still have uh, yet to uh, experience a Horizon game, but from everything that I've seen and and heard from you know colleagues and and friends, it, it is a incredible experience. And you know, I'll leave it there. All right, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I. I- know that there's a lot of stuff that's coming for within the horizon universe itself because there is a horizon uh, zero dawn netflix show that is currently in development so you know that this is how how loved this series is it might not be as loved as the last of us but it's pretty close there which we're all really super pumped for the last of us right right for sure for sure. Yeah. So, so that, that's dope. That's dope stuff. You know, looking forward to that. Uh, and you have here, uh, Henry Cavill to star and produce Warhammer, uh, 40k series. Yes. So, um, we all learned that he will not be picking up the cape again to be Superman under How do you James. feel about that? I don't know. A little bit sad. Sad that James Gunn is going in a different direction here, but I feel at this point with DC, they're just trying everything and just seeing what sticks. <laughs> but um, it's 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 very interesting because we're sad that he's not going to be playing Superman anymore, and we're also sad that he's not going to be playing Geralt anymore. <laughs> so what open happens next? So this was like a little bit in the rumor mill, and then to see that you know it is true, he's going to be starring and producing um in this Warhammer 40k series that was picked up by Amazon. Um, so 
when it comes to Amazon, their games don't don't even like I I, <laughs> I need to hold back my reservations for Amazon wait, Games wait, Studio. This is the, this is the last show Amazon, of the year, so you got to share with us how you feel. Yes. How you Amazon, feel. as far as their TV series, their movies, and everything that they got going on, I I love I. I really do like the type of production that Amazon has. It's not quite like Netflix, but they have really great shows on it that I love. So I'm kind of glad about this. I'm pretty stoked about it. And if there's anything we learned during the pandemic is that Henry is a huge nerd, (laughs) which is even better, even better. So it's funny because I posted this into uh, my discord to with some of my friends and uh, my friend trouble. So what does she say exactly? Which I think would be absolutely fantastic is that if Rahul Cooley, who is also a huge um, gamer and nerd, um, Sam Witwer and Zach Levi got to be in this, it would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, They're like they are like you know they post about their nerddom like publicly you see that excitement you see all this you've seen you know Henry Cavill build his PC paint his miniatures does all these things um so to see him tied to this uh even though it's really far out there's nothing set it's just like hey we're gonna be doing this but we still need to find actors the story all of this other stuff but to have somebody who's genuinely a fan of the warhammer universe to be a part of it to be one of the producers for it you got to feel pretty good and really confident about it at least for me so this is great news it's okay. okay. I right, know so for some Witcher news. fans, they're okay. not they're not very happy he's gone. For some DC fans, I'm not really happy that he's gone from Superman. But this one, this one, okay, all right, I can take this. Okay, so as long as it's great news, you know, I'm. If you're happy, I'm. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go with that. All right, so uh, Spider Man uh, across the Spider Verse trailer. Thoughts on that? Reactions? Well, what what did you think? I really liked it, but it's all colorful. I almost forgot how colorful Spider-Man was. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's a really dope trailer. But it, yeah, it, it really was. Um, Into the Spider-Verse was really, was really, uh, really great. Um, great soundtrack, great visuals. Awesome. All this stuff. I love the story. So seeing the trailer for Across the Spider-Verse was also a lot of fun. And then I love the way that this introduced it. And, you know, the mom just talking about him and then, you know, the little montage that follows along with it. Um, and everything that she, she hopes and dreams and wishes for him and, you know, the protection of him. I really love that as a single mom for myself and how much I love my own kid. Uh, but if you go into all of the various Spider-Men, women, all that stuff, it's really exciting to go back into that and to see so much more. Um, clearly, this is kind of like a little bit of a teaser trailer. So I'm not quite getting what the story really is, other than it seems like there's one or few bad Spider-Men. Mm. Which I'm like, okay, that would be interesting. All the spider people fighting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Trying to come to some blend there. And yeah, it's it's so, I don't know, visually appealing. It, it looked is. fun. 
It is. Uh, I'm excited for it because um, it's it's Spider-Man, you know, and, and I'm excited for for e- even the story in the beginning, you know, just had me, you know, think about, you know, my mom and everything that she wanted, you know, for me in terms of like contributing to to the world and being the best, you know, me that I can be and all those things. So I resonated with that, you know, and uh, so, yeah, it was a pretty powerful trailer for me just thinking about, you know, um, that conversation that we, we see in the beginning of the trailer. Um, uh, but I, I think it, um, I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm definitely going to watch it, uh, because I'm a huge, uh, Spider-Man fan. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. The only bad part of me is that we don't have a movie theater still. So maybe hopefully by June 2nd of 2023, maybe we might have one. If not, I got to wait. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. And hopefully, because I think this one's exclusive to theaters, right? So yeah. hopefully, you know, the turnaround time for bringing it to the streaming platforms is is pretty quick. Right. So. So that's the hope. So I hope that for you. I hope that for you. I hope that for me too. (laughs) So uh, last but not least, and then we're going to get out of here for the last episode of the year. Game of the year. Daniela, what are your thoughts on for you? Right. So this one games. Yeah, go ahead. This one's a little bit hard. So this one's hard for me to answer for like this year specifically because have I played games? Uh, Yeah, not as much as I usually do in past years. And then I had to really look at which games that I played this year that were actually from this year. So that is a very fair game of the year. Right. Um, And it's a very limited amount. Some of them were indie games that were okay, but I don't know if they're game of the year material. However, um, Stray. Stray would definitely, if I had to pick from the games that I actually personally played and experienced, not just watch somebody else, not just watch other reviews, not just watch the award show, but for me to actually personally play and experience in what I would consider from my, my library, I'm not saying from all of the games that were released this year. I, there's, for me, it was almost impossible to play all the awesome games that were released this year. Um, so for me, from what I got to do with Stray, Stray would definitely be up there for me. It was really enjoyable um, of the games, uh, recent games that released for this year. Um, that would definitely be it. And you know what? I wouldn't even be disappointed about it. Because uh, I think it's very, like, if I played more AAA titles um, this year for that, I think I would actually have two separate categories for the game of the year. One for specifically indie games and one specifically for the AAA titles. So, but I didn't play as many AAA titles this year. Um, yeah, I'd go astray. Yeah. As, as a person who does not like cats, I know that sounds weird. I really do not like cats. I'm not a cat person. I am so sorry to everybody offended. I'm still going to choose Stray, very amazingly enough, because guess what? I get to play as a cat. I don't have to touch the cat. I don't have to feed the cat. I don't have to deal with its attitude. Yeah, Stray was Stray was great. Stray was great. And I believe that that is an amazing pick. I was surprised of how much I enjoyed it. And I do like cats, right? So it, it's I like the puzzles. I like how you're able to to navigate the world and it was really, really dope. So, um, so yeah, I like Stray. Stray's good. And what would yours be? You're not surprised by my game of the year the last couple of years. 
<laughs> I'm pretty predictable at this point. But for me, my game of the year is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I mean, it it's to, to me, the fact that they essentially revamped a game that we loved from the ground up with the new tech and whatever new kits or all the dev, you know, fancy conversations, all the new stuff, right? That happens uh, in the game creation world. They incorporated all the new stuff into this game. And this game is probably going to be one of their best selling Call of Duties uh, to date. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's all time because of how well it's already doing. I think it, it hit o- over a billion already. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's I think that was pretty predictable uh, for for me. And yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is really dope. And it seems like the fact that it's doing so well and even like clips that you post on on, on social or long form video or streaming things when it comes to Call of Duty, it's this one here. It, it's doing extremely well. So that's my pick. Yeah. Okay. I'll still stick with the cat. <laughs> you, stick, you stick with the cat. You can keep your Call of Duty. Uh, okay. I appreciate that. I am going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. And yeah, so, so that's all we have for episode 632. Uh, the last episode of the year. Thank you so much for your continued support and and just uh, being with us, listening to to the podcast, and and looks like we're we're back on the the video again. And I don't know for some reason I feel more comfortable with video this year than I did last year. Maybe that's growth, I, I guess. That's and I'm excited. Growth. I'm excited about that. So uh, Danielle, any final thoughts? You know, before we begin wrapping up, I want to say again, just mirroring. Um, thank you guys for your support thank you for listening thank you for following thank you for sticking with us it's been an amazing year and looking forward to 2023 and whatever we may do and where the world will take us <laughs> absolutely absolutely so yeah we do appreciate you thank you so much uh, happy holidays and happy new year and we look forward to being with you very very soon see you next time bye guys say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.